Francisco and Paul Powers cruising through the time stream. Oodalali, oodalali, how long will it last? Oodalali, you're listening to the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 127-127, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Diego Avila, The Feeling Film Podcast, Pierre Guzman, and a secret patron as well. Take a breath. You did it. Wow. Or did you? um, (laughs) That's iffy. But what's not iffy is my thanks to all our patrons. Thank you so much for... uh, I'm not sure if you have to rob the rich to help uh, fund the show, but... Regardless of where you get your money, thank you very much for supporting us. My name wow, is. Wow, did we just <laughs> <laughs> approve of that? I w- no, I wasn't approving. I was just saying. I think that's aiding and abetting. I in was court saying of law. thank you. <laughs> Before we get to our guest host, like the master interrupter. Oh, I like him. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer, and I predicted that Robin Hood, the Disney animated version, would be a nostalgic movie. And now here is your Francisco's boop, 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 flash announcement. Uh, and it's pretty much just a reminder that we've uh, stopped doing new tubes and games for the time being for our bonus stage for patrons and people that support the show. And now we're essentially looking at the spiritual themes in the movies we cover. Um, we're still not sure of the name if we're going to go with like Redeeming Retro or Spiritual Sparkle, like Mr. Sparkle, but we'll figure it out. But if you're a patron, check that out, and please let us know what you think so that we know whether we should continue on with it or go back or what have you. And that was your Francisco's boop, 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 flash announcement. <laughs> <laughs> and that gentleman you hear laughing is my good friend, co-host, first mate, Paul, the master interrupter, Bazooka Lava Powers. Hey, Paul. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. Fantastic. How my- are you? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm doing pretty good. A little uh, uh, jeered for some reason, but I- I'm hanging in there. Paul, here is your trivial question regarding Robin Hood. Originally, Friar Tuck was to be a pig, but was changed to a badger to avoid insulting religious sensibilities. Yes. The Sheriff of Nottingham was originally a goat, but was changed to a wolf as they seem better representing villains. Yes. Paul, if you were going to become anthropomorphized anthropomorphized if i was to be turned into an animal in an animated movie yeah what animal would represent you well do you think oh i don't know i've always liked the tiger but i don't know if it represents what other people think of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) um a parrot oh i could see you as a parrot like okay. a big macaw parrot? Yeah. Yeah. Or a toucan. Okay, Sam. Yeah. <clears throat> well, very cool, Paul. And what was your prediction for Robin Hood? Classic. Classic. All right. 
we'd like to welcome back to the show uh, our ship's engineer, one of our ships, well, actually our only ship's engineer now. We have a chief engineer too, but welcome they all jump ship. back to the show, <laughs> Travis Berg. Hey, Travis, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing pretty good. I'm doing well. Excellent. I think we'd established that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Travis, here is my trivial question for you. The characters of the sheriff, Pat Buttram, Friar Tuck, Andy Devine, Nutsy, Ken Curtis, and Trigger, George Lindsay, were all voiced by actors known for doing westerns. This is because at one point in the production, the setting was the Old West for Robin Hood. What? Yeah. Again, this is according to IMDb, so grain, salt, etc. Travis... If you could take any animated Disney movie and put it in the sci-fi or the sci-fi horror genre, your favorite, mm. which would you like to see changed? Oh, that's a great question. Toy well, Story. You. Well, oh, that's Pixar. Uh, Objection leading the witness. <laughs> sorry. That one's kind of already a sci-fi horror. I mean, there's yeah. a scene with oh, Sid's yeah. room. Yeah. Indeed. That's why I thought of it. But anyway. <laughs> um. I think Bambi would be very interesting Whoa. as a sci-fi horror, just because it's not what people uh, yeah. are expecting. Uh, you know, you could the have live the live version. The well, I don't even know. It would be, be an animated. Like no, be, but if they redid it as a live action and made it the sci-fi horror, ooh, that's that. And instead of a fire, it's like your your galaxy, your whole planet's like imploding or something. Uh, that that's up to, to the director Travis. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. But. I think they'd be, well, they'd be on a ship and they would, but they wouldn't know it. There'd be a forest. And so there'd be weird mishaps, you know, like oh. instead of the fire, it'd be a like, loss of pressure in the cabin or something. And, Anti-gravity or Anti, yeah. gravity going haywire. Okay. Sounds like, like an episode of Star Trek Next Generation where they're <laughs> on the holodeck. <laughs> Isn't Maybe. that every episode of Star Trek? <laughs> oh, they lose pressure on every episode. No, I, you, oh. I think the holodeck that because it was no. peace times. It wasn't as exciting. Yeah, they never go on the holodeck, and everything goes peachy keen. No, it's always we're getting way off topic of Robin <laughs> Hood. Those episodes, those are boring. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, before we continue though, what was your prediction for Robin Hood? I predict, predicted Robin Hood would be a classic. Classic. So two classics and a nostalgic. We'll see how those pan out though. If we Still think they, we would rate them there because we rewatched this movie recently. But Paul, will you please enter that inter- information and all our other course details into the computer for Alice? All right, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on Robin Hood and including what we liked and liked most, and also what we disliked about the movie and what we disliked most. And then we'll uh, come back for our final rating and then some feedback and announcements. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. And Alice, yeah, whenever we find that target, get us into the time stream and let's go. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Swindlers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. From Walt Disney Home Video comes the summer's best Robin Hood adventure with America's most popular hero. It's Robin Hood, I want! Walt Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, so handsome. He's the cutest and foxiest Robin Hood ever. And kids got class. This summer, give your family an adventure they'll never forget. Walt Disney's Robin Hood on video cassette. Capture the fun today. What are we waiting for? Join Blockbuster Video and Disney at the Fox 43 Balloon Classic October 19th and 20th. It's an adventure we can never forget, they claim. But let's go into our memory mind melt synopsis of Robin Hood and see how much 
our memories really held up. A rooster with a southern English drawl tells a story about Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. Udalali, Udalali, golly, what a day. Robin Hood and Little John dress in different disguises to rob the rich and try to win the hand of Maid Marian. Just like when Robin proves his moxie by dressing as a stork and winning the trap of an archery tournament despite the meddlings of hiss. Prince John increases the taxes and jails everyone who can't pay the taxes, which is just about everyone. Robin Hood rescues everyone from jail and also frees Prince, French, oh, frees Prince John of his money. There's even a daring escape from a fiery tower by Robin before trying out for the Olympic dive team for the Fox Nation. <laughs> and finally, King Richard, King Richard comes back and Robin and Marion get married. Oodalali. I think that's pretty much all right. That's all right, except for the Fox Nation. I don't think they were like different nations of different animals. Yeah, there wasn't. But yeah, it was exactly. a funny joke. I no. appreciate the joke, but it's going to trigger Francisco to yeah. play this. We have to be exactly right on these memories. You're so legalistic. Ex- well, you know, I prefer <laughs> fair sake, but whatever. <laughs> oh, my. We didn't technically remember everything specifically perfectly about Robin Hood or we embellish some but regardless Paul will you please tell us how what sort of technicalities went into making this movie like who was in it how did how well did it do at the box office those types of things all right Disney's the story of Robin Hood and his merry men runs an hour and 24 minutes I thought you were gonna go like the Prince of Thieves version or something like that no Disney this is Disney's Robin Uh Hood is it the animated version no it's live action came out in 1952 I think you watched the wrong movie Paul no I was just wondering what you guys thought of that movie too (laughs) anyway there's no foxes in that one I I didn't watch it I've never seen it yeah Okay, well then, let's talk about Robin Hood. That's rated G, runs an hour twenty three minutes, and came out November eighth, nineteen seventy three. Sounds good. It is animated. It was a director by director. It, it was, was directed by, by Wolfgang Reitman. I think it's Reitherman. Right, same. Well, ask him. <laughs> okay. Because well, we're in a, a time machine, we have to go back to before nineteen eighty five when he passed. Oh yeah, I guess we we could do that maybe, uh, but he directed Robin Hood as Paul just said, and he also directed The Sword in the Stone, which we covered in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash one hundred twenty three. Yes, and this movie stars a bunch of people like Roger Miller, Peter Ustov, Terry Thomas, Brian Bradford, but more specifically, want to mention Pat Buttram. Yes, he voiced the Sheriff of Nottingham. Also was Jeb, the saloon old-timer number three, who told Mari, Everybody, everywhere, will say that Clint Eastwood is the biggest yellow belly in the West. In Back to the Future 3, which was Slash 77. And the composer we want to mention is was George Bruns. Oh, I also forgot. Pat Buttram also voiced uh, Possum Park MC in a Goofy movie, which was Slash 68. Aww. And bullet number one in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was slash 35. But That's back to the composer, George Bruns, like Paul said. He, uh, like the director, Wolfgang Reitherman, uh, was also the composer for The Sword in the Stone, which again was 123. All right. The movie was uh, made for about uh, $5 million and went on to 
make over $32 million in the box office. Not too bad for the 70s. Are you kidding? That's fantastic. <laughs> That's over six times the amount. Oodle Could you imagine lolly. if they made six? Like they made a series of these? That'd like six sweet. Robin Hood movies? Yeah. Like the continuing adventures. I guess you know, that could work. The, the I third mean, one wasn't they, as good as like the second one, but the second one was totally better than the first. Wow. Uh, but they didn't like, yeah, they missed a lot of characters like Scarlett O'Hara, we from Georgia. And <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, there's. I feel like there's another one that was from oh, the Oh, there's movies, plenty. But, yeah. Anyway. But they got the, the they, minstrel they, Alan in there. They don't have uh, a chew. You no, have a they chew. don't. So. Or, or do they have, hey, Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, but so obviously this movie did pretty well. At the box office, people must have liked it. But let's talk about specifically what we liked about Robin Hood, the Disney animated version. And let's begin with our guest. Travis, what's one thing you liked about Robin Hood? Well, I think from the opening sequence right into the the storybook and then the song, uh, it just draws you into the world really well um, from the backgrounds. That's true. Even the sound effects to the arrows, everything just feels very immersive. I felt like I was in old-timey England when it was animated. (laughs) Uh Um, With animals. With animals, yeah. yeah. I think that's how it was if you look in the history books. Yeah, everyone was animals. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Isn't that what we evolved from, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes, and Paul, you evolved from, uh, what did you say? Uh, a toucan? A toucan. A parrot? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you, Travis. And, and I usually mention the title sequence, and I thought the title sequence was done really well here. What? It was the same as Sword in the Stone, though. No, it wasn't. They had, the like, characters. And- they, they had, like, the titles, and they, they redid animations, like, from later in the movie, like, as they addressed each one, and they... I'll have to talk about that later, but okay. Yeah. I thought that was different. Okay. It was a unique way and interesting. It wasn't it wasn't white text on black screen. Neither was I Sword in the Stone, but okay. Well, yeah. but it, was, well it was catchier than Sword in the Stone, You know what? Too, though. That leads me into something that I liked. Okay. I enjoyed the songs in this movie <clears throat> oh. because what was different about the intro of this movie as compared to, compared to the Sword in the Stone is that it started off with a fun song. And uh, there are several fun songs in here. Some were slow, like the Sword in the Stone. But I, overall, I enjoyed the songs in this. There were uh, a lot of them were catchy and upbeat. Are you grouping the songs with the score or no, just, just the, the songs? songs. Themselves? Okay, um, Travis, I'm curious. Was the song something you liked? Uh, well, all of them except for one of them. I'll talk about in my dislikes. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, Udalali and the the opening song. Uh, running through the forest, or I'm not sure yeah. what it's called, but and uh, phony yeah. king of England. Oh man, so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking Wait, of so the... did you not like? Um, I'm curious. <laughs> I've got to know. He brought it up. I'm Just dying to know. Segue. All right. Did you not like? Um, what is it? Not in Nottingham or or the love song? I'm sure it was the love song. The love song. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Bentley says, "How dare you?" Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, he was agreeing with me. I'm. Pretty sure. I, I oh, so, yes. oh, he's Obviously. protesting. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of the uh, phony king of England, I really liked Prince John. Uh, I forget who you said uh, voiced him, Paul, but um, Prince John, his inflection and the overall character, he's just a fun villain. I, I thought he was overly dramatic in a ridiculous way. And it, yes. it, sometimes that could very easily annoy me, but it was just right that he was just a fun, a fun villain. It, 
Yeah. I have found Peter Ustinov, who's done the voice, who did the voice of uh, Prince John mm-hmm. here, so fun to watch. Uh, he was um, Blackbeard's ghost. Oh, I've but never seen that one, that movie. He, his voice, I mean, I can't agree with you more. And there's several voices in there, like Pat Buttram. Yeah, and, yeah. And the Friar. I thought all the voices were really great and well done. But I can't agree with you more. I wish Peter Ustoff did more cartoon voices because, I mean, even his like little uh, mumbles that he did were <laughs> it just yes. added to the character so totally. much. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Travis, were there any specific characters that were on your like list? Uh, just about all of them. I think okay. that was one of that uh, segues into one of my other likes. Was I just felt like the casting for all the characters mm. was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like Robin Hood, Sheriff of Nottingham, Prince John, Hiss. They all just were great characters and brought yes. a lot to the the film. D- did you find it distracting at all that so many of the characters were the same voices as in Jungle Book? Uh, no, no. Okay, I know. <laughs> Me neither. Fine. I was hoping yeah. for some why would you? Why would you bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've I have heard of it. As, I have heard it as a criticism, and even the animation redone from Jungle Book as. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe it. Th- maybe they were doing an homage, you know, as like a, a tr- paying Just tribute like to their past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I thought I thought it was great to. Uh, it's kind of like an old friend. It's. It's kind of neat to hear Alice's voice as Wendy or, you know, things, voices that you're familiar with in sure. other movies. Yeah, I, I, I get that. That's a good point. Uh, let's see. Something else I liked. And this is sort of weird. I'm su- I was surprised at myself at, at this. Like, but I thought the little side story with the kids, like the bunnies and the oh, turtle, yeah. I thought that was fun. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I almost wanted them to have a bigger role in the climax of the film. And I know... The the kid bunny, the the eight year old or seven year old, is there being sad that Robin's they think dead. But I almost wanted them to yeah have a he, have he a goes role off in this and game. lives with them at the end. You can't get a bigger <laughs> well, okay. and he's kissed by Mid Marion. I mean, I what know. bigger role I, can he be? I want him to maybe make more of a difference than maybe in the escape. Maybe he he trips a guard or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just. Something a little bit more. He did shoot the arrow at those the wolf henchmen. Oh, oh, you know what I want? Here's time for Francisco's. Oh. Um, how do I do Fabulous. it? Fabulous fan fiction. Yeah, but rewrite. Yeah, where Francisco tells you how the movie should have been made, at least this time in a very small way. Uh, it's also called Fran- Francisco's Fabulous Fan Fiction. It's fabulous, but uh, the turtle or the the Toby kid turtle. bunny. Who? What was his name? His name was Toby. Toby the turtle. Toby the turtle. But what was the rabbit's name? Oh, now, you, oh, now I'm going to feel bad. Jeez, guys. Anyway. Oh, man. You find that, Paul, but... Skippy. Skippy. Oh, yeah. So Skippy... I told Skippy he was shooting too high. Skippy, yeah. uh, trying to defend against, you, you know, those rat guards that were shooting all the arrows? Oh, yeah. Skippy takes Toby and uses him as a human turtle shield and, like, deflects all the arrows. Oh. That would be awesome. Mama, mama, wait for me. And then surfs down some stairs a la Legolas from... Oh, <laughs> poor Toby. His shell being rattled the whole time. Yeah. I misspoke. I used to pronounce it that way before I saw the movies. This is important stuff. <laughs> this is not important. 
It's so important. Yeah, you should pronounce it Legolas. That makes a lot more sense than Legolas. Like like a, a female Lego person, Legolas. Oh, my goodness. Okay, back to it. So I, I think just Magneto my... sounds way Could worse we... than Magneto. Magneto sounds like Mosquito. I mean, come on. I think it's Magnet. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's even better. Paul, let's go back to you. What's something else you liked? I liked the smooth animation. The flow of the animation of the characters was really amazingly done well. Mm-hmm. And it, it was great to see, especially on Blu-ray with the high def. Oh. I highly recommend checking that out if you have or if you can. And I got to add to that regarding the animation. And, and the animators, I mean, I know they take a lot of cues from the actors in their voice sessions, but they added little... Fl- flourishes that I think adds so much to the characters. Like the mm-hmm. one that sticks out in my mind. I know Prince John had one, but I'm not recalling it. But one that I could describe was when little John is in his pink sort of uh, uh, pajamas. Not Prince? pajamas, but Prince costume or Duke costume or whatever he is. And he's walking up to Prince John right before the archery tournament. And he's walking with his cane. And then he sort of Oh, Little John. Little, yeah, that's what I said. Uh, no, you said Prince John is walking up to Prince John. Oh, Little John okay. walking up to Prince John. Yes. And Little John does this little twirl thing up in there with his cane before yes. he continues walking. It's just like, I don't know. Something about that just speaks a lot mm. to the type of character he is. And I just, mm-hmm. I loved little touches like that where there's nothing voice acted to indicate that the character's doing that, but the animator's right. like, I'm just going to do this. I, it yeah. seems right, and I, I really enjoyed that. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll jump on that, too. I think the animators did a really great job making a lot of the characters really likable, even the ones that didn't have a very big role, like oh, yeah. the mice in the prison and the yeah. owls. Like, there's all these minor characters that you really are feeling for as they're you know getting taxed to, to death almost. <laughs> yeah, and they don't look... They don't seem overlooked. Like, ah, eh, no one cares about this. We'll just like, yeah. Uh, Friday night, gotta go animate it. Well, that leads right into my classic maker. Oh, so I'll just right. go ahead and say it. it's all basically right. the character design. Uh, just the the how well each character is initially designed and drawn. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, all the little different characters and how well the uh, the animals match line up their characters like you were saying mm-hmm. so i thought the whole production design yeah the whole yeah, cast yeah. i thought was well put together totally well even down to the writing too there's just a lot of watching it again uh, as an adult there's just so many great hidden nuggets in there too uh you know pj put that on my luggage <laughs> just like everything in there when hiss gets stuck in the rum barrel and wait, i wait, found robin hood drink. he's dressed as a stork <laughs> it's like there's just a lot of really good writing too it's just a very solid character oh totally yeah totally uh let's see um why don't you give us another thing you like travis uh so another thing i liked was um there's kind of some interesting animation for me, like especially in the chase scene <laughs> after the archery competition when they kind of go to the perspective when uh, Lady Cluck oh. is playing the football. <laughs> and just, yeah, yeah. It, but it's like a first-person perspective. Yes. Yeah, but it's just yes. kind of like interesting. Like you don't really expect that, and you're like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah. I yeah. thought that was so well done. Uh, yeah, well, though the chase I, scene in general is just pretty great. But Yeah. I thought the football thing was a little it's It's hokey. It's... Yeah, it's it's cheesy, it fine. but I didn't the animation. Like it, but... for, think about this. This was before computers, and the way the the floor is scrolling to you, and the characters are coming at you. 
I'm not I saying the execution well was poor. I just don't know about the overall concept. Like, oh no, no, the overall concept yeah, is so cheesy sure. to have American <laughs> football be in old England. Well, yeah. Robin Hood is America's favorite hero. Well, according to the uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, let's see, Paul. Yeah, the, going back to what you were saying about the the little character added flares, the little nuances here mm-hmm. and there with mm-hmm. the animation. Yeah, I thought some of the facial expressions on some of them, they went above and beyond just the normal animation. Like when someone gets hit, the 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 different, uh, not only when they get hit, but just the different. Um, variety of facial expressions I noticed this mm. viewing mm-hmm. was uh, a lot of attention was paid in that detail so I appreciated that. That's cool. I didn't notice that so I'll, I'll be on the lookout if I ever watch this again. Yeah. Very cool. Um, I think let's uh, since Paul you already gave your classic maker, uh, Travis and I will say the things we liked most about Robin Hood I'll go ahead and start because you guys touched on it already but the songs are just so super catchy Except yes. for the one, that love song. <laughs> we'll talk about that more later. So did you but, like Not in Nottingham? Yeah, I even like yeah. that. No, I know. Isn't that weird? Sad, because I was telling I my wife, I, when I get depressed, sometimes I'll sing that to myself. <laughs> I mean, even, I, I mean, the the one that was in my head the most uh, is uh, um, uh, sometimes, or was it? Not, yeah, You're that's sometimes not in Nottingham. Up, but not in Nottingham, yeah. Yeah. That's just like, that is on loop in my head. I'm like, okay. That's like so weird. Something so else, please, you but. can do, a, they, it is possible to do a slow song well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, okay. I don't think Ooh. I've ever said anything to the contrary. No, but I think sometimes, a lot of times, it, uh, slow songs are put down when compared to oh. upbeat songs. Oh, good point, good point. So that that was my classic maker travis how about you what, nice. what did you like most uh so i think my classic maker for this movie was just it feels like a there's a lot of complex layers to it from the plot to the characters to well their... i mean they had to build that animation like each each movement and each character is a different layer i think so oh that's why it's that's why it's, <laughs> oh thank you was, it's oh, called an missing. onion and they put it in the different layers of the onion and they take a picture of is it, it like a blooming onion yeah or that's only if it does well <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, Go ahead, uh, but just uh, you, um, layers, sorry. layers. Lost my layers of thought. Um, oh yeah, so the what it, my classic maker was the, just the the level of complexity and layers to the movie. Watching it again as an adult and seeing like the moral um, uh, motivations of people, the mommy issues from Prince John. Mm. There's just a lot more going on than I think. Like the basic like good versus bad. Um, and in, even in, into the storyline as well, the emotional high point of the movie for me was, you know, when they get back from uh, the archery competition and they're celebrating and singing the phony king of Eng- England. Like, yeah. that felt like a normal Disney moving ending. But then there was more, and then it got worse before it, yeah. you know, That's ended better. That's a good point. I didn't think about yeah. the. My wife sort of thought the movie was, was, was ended right after the phony king of England song. Had she not was seen it, it before? It would have been a while. Oh, okay. Um, well, cool guys. So those were the things we liked most and, uh, liked and liked most about Robin hood. And before we get to the things we, that didn't really work like, uh, that love song, uh, we like to go out, we usually go out to social media and say, Hey, what do you guys remember about the movies or video games we cover? And here is what some of you had to say. 
Patrick Kramer says, My fondest memories about Disney's Robin Hood revolve around Roger Miller's songs throughout the film. So Miller is the one who sang was yes. Alan Adale, right? Yes, the, the rooster. rooster. Uh, so Patrick says, Miller's anachronistic, I think I'm saying that right, uh, <laughs> melodies really defined the movie and I believe are the most memorable aspect of, the cla- of this classic, which we kind oh. of were just talking about. Also, dis- yeah. <laughs> also, despite being produced during a downtime with Disney animation, they still create very iconic characters. That's totally. True. I mean, when I think Robin Hood, I usually think the fox before I think um, <laughs> Pa Kent. Yeah. Uh, Certainly before Kevin Costner. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm I'm a little too young to. I've never experienced the Aaron Flynn Doyle Robin Hood. I'm I'm mm. a bit too young for that. I'd like to go back and watch those versions. But uh, yeah, definitely the uh, this iteration is um, what comes to mind for Robin Hood. So yeah, so not not Wesley the Dread Pirate Roberts or uh, for Robin. Oh, <clears throat> or. Oh, yeah. uh, or, or what I was about to say, oh, Russell Crowe. Gladiator. Um, yeah. No, I've never seen that one. <laughs> Hopefully but. everyone can forget Russell Crowe in that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, and w- I'm going to say thanks to everyone at the end here. Uh, moving on, uh, PZRK116 says, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Squared Co. says, ooh, da lolly. Celeste Moore says, I love that movie. Oh. Uh, Diego Avila says, he also remembered that he lo- that I loved it. Uh, let's see. Oh, Nathan James Norman says this scene with the poor box just happened in our church a month back. Oh, that's, that's so sad. That is that's so tragic. Sad. That's cr- <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Steve Hamilton says all time best Disney animated movie. All the animal characters were on point, and voice and the voiceovers are still the best of any animated movie to date. My favorite voice is the Pat Buttram, the Sheriff of Nottingham. <clears throat> if there were going to be if they were going to remake this today, hopefully they don't hopefully they don't, who would be the voices that you would pick for the characters and why would Bernie Sanders play Robin Hood? Bernie Sanders. Oh, because he's Robin the Rich. I think that's the, the idea, okay. yeah. Oh. Um I mean, I, I almost want to see Carrie Elway's voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Uh, I think Jim Cummings would be a great sheriff. That would wait, be, wait. If they were to reanimate it or live action? He he says, um, who would be the voices that you would oh, pick? Oh, so okay. Good, I, good. Re, yeah, don't live make this, please, Disney. I'm tired of your live action remix. Just, you want to update the animation? Fine. But don't... Don't mess with yeah, that. Don't mess... With these, that's just my opinion. Uh, so actually, let's each. I sort of said two, so I'll give you guys characters that you can revoice. Paul, okay. who yeah. would you pick to revoice Maid Marian? And Travis, who would you pick to revoice Prince John? I'll give you five seconds. Do 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 Debbie Barry Barry. I don't know. I don't know who that is, Paul. I, um, never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just picked off the top of my head. There's so many. I don't know. That's an excellent. You got the what, what about? Yeah, I I did give Paul the heart. Well, Paul's 
thinking. How about you, Travis? Mm. You uh, maybe one? Christoph Waltz for Prince John. That oh, nice. Waltz. Who, why am I, I recognize the name, but I'm not picturing who that is. He did the uh, Spectra. He was Spectra in the James Bond. He was uh, the. Still not helping me. Um, did you see Django Unchained? Nope. What he about won in- an Academy Award for Inglorious uh, nope. Sons Without Fathers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't seen it. I guess it doesn't uh, matter. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, but did you, okay, so Christoph he, Waltz. He's a fa- fantastic character and villain. I think his voice would be super interesting. Awesome. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. Well, Paul, let me down. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll get back to you. You can read. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll continue. Uh, but thanks for that question, uh, Steve. Ryan R. Jackson says, Such fun. One of my faves growing up. I used to play the Robin Hood and Lil John song on guitar. Good times. Uh, Dallas Panda Marshall Morris says, I remember being confused as to why Baloo was wearing clothes. Uh, that said, I thoroughly enjoyed it as a kid, but found it a bit slow as an adult. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Kate Peeler says, <clears throat> I always thought the scene where the arrow goes through through his hat when he's swimming away at the end was cool. It's kind of a chaotic film, though. More of a bunch of small stories at once. So thank you, everyone, for your feedback. It's awesome to hear what you guys remember about this story before we talk about it. Uh, And let's get to the things that we didn't like. Maybe we didn't like arrows going through hats or we thought was slow. Let's talk about that. I was about to say, I think, um, darn it, who played uh, Catwoman in the uh, Nolan verse for Batman? Oh, um, not Anne Halle Hathaway. Berry. Yes, no, Anne, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. I would pick her for oh, the voice. Okay. Of, Only if uh, she sang the whole performance. <laughs> she's <laughs> she a, good a good singer, singer, but she also does some interesting voices in some other roles that she's done. So I, I'd be curious to see what she would do with it. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you for figuring out uh, voice, Paul. And now let's get to the things we didn't like about Robin Hood. And you know what? I'll start us off because I like the sound of my own voice. Uh, I feel like those opening credits would have been way more suited to like the end of the movie as like a casting call. I feel You're like that's what they of, do of today's movies. They well, had yeah. credits at the beginning of the movie back then. Oh, so oh, that's the main reason. Yes, that's the main reason why you don't like it. So you can adjust your <laughs> dislike. You don't like old things, apparently. Yeah. That's not true. I just, I don't know. I, I thought, I, would, I, I don't know why I feel. Well, but with plays, which are way predate movies, those happen at the end. You see, like, who the character was. You get to see them again at the end. So I feel like it's not even really fitting for... Um, when you go see a play, people look at the playbill, the little booklet before it begins to see. Is who's there a in long it. sequence in that playbill of animation that you have to sit through before you see who the name is and who the character is? No, no, is exactly. So okay. that's why you should see it at that. <laughs> All right, it's a small quibble, but I'm going to hold to it. 
Uh, you do that. Tra- <laughs> Travis, what's one thing you didn't like? Um, it was hard to find things that I didn't like. Well, in this find movie, more. But um, <laughs> there's chock full of them. <laughs> every. I guess maybe, a, and this is a, certainly a small dislike, but okay. there did seem to be some animation inconsistencies. Um, oh, really? At least for me, like uh, the scene with the fortune teller, Robin's fur is noticeably like a shade or two darker red. In that scene, and well, aren't they inside the tent then? No, even when they're outside. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, He was. It looked just like a little off. And then there's a couple other scenes when they're in the forest too, where the the lines and the animation wasn't quite as good as the Mm -hmm. rest of the movie. Oh, okay. But but that's like maybe five percent. I'm curious. Didn't like it. (laughs) You said you watched an HD version of it, Paul. Did you pick up on that? No, but I wasn't looking at the color as much as I was looking at the line quality. So oh, okay. that's my bad. Okay. Then that could have been too. Um, we I just watched on DVD, so maybe if it mm-hmm. had been Blu-ray instead of upscale DVD, it would have cleaned it up a little bit. Maybe. Which version did you see, by the way? Because it could have been re, re uh, the color might have been redone mm. for a different version. I watched the most wanted version. Oh, that's I the think. one I did too. Okay, never mind. Mystery solved. Uh, Paul, what's one thing you didn't like? Um, going back to the line quality is uh, something that we talked about on um, Aladdin, Lion King, no, Sword in the Stone. Sword in the Stone, thank you. Is that uh, th- this is the sketch, rough sketch animation yeah. that they've done. And I remember you talking to this, yes. Yes, but what what weirded me out as I'm watching and the, and the beginning that you so eloquently despised um, <laughs> the rough animation isn't in in that opening sequence all the lines are smooth in that and i was like what is going on here this is amazing and as soon as they start walking through the forest the rough animation begins huh so it's now, like i the, You'll have to refresh my memory. When you say rough animation, do you mean it looks choppy or that the line work isn't clean? The, the line work isn't clean. It okay. looks like it, the lines aren't clean. Yeah. Um, they looks like somebody sketched and they just like inked just over That's the right. sketches or That's they right. scanned right. the sketches. You know what I mean? Yeah, they scanned um, which with is, 1973 technology. Yes. Well, which is cool if you want to see what the animators, what their, what their original drawings were like. But mm-hmm. it's typically, I think it looks better with the smoother lines. Yeah. See, I thought I kind of noticed that they seemed to switch in between. Like some of the scenes, they were more of a hand sketch look. But then some of the other scenes were very crisp, even after the mm-hmm. um, the intro scene. Well, I, what I honestly I noticed, didn't notice that it being that there being much of a disparity. I thought it looked pretty good overall and just pure, period. Well, what I noticed is that um, because I was watching the Blu-ray, maybe this is why, is that it didn't go back and forth. They were all kind of rough, but some scenes seemed more blurry than others. It's kind of like they mm. focused in more, and so maybe because they hmm. were blurry, but when it's downsized oh. to DVD, it kind of smoothed out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I watched, yeah, just DVD, not upscale, just normal SD. So so I'm wondering if that's part of that. That could be. See, this is what we're talking about, Disney. Re- redo this animation with the beauty of your animation skills of today. Just keep 3D? the same. Make it 3D, fine, whatever. I'm not saying oh, make it. No, th- don't no, make no, it 3D. No. I meant like. 
Although that would be interesting. The way they did Zootopia. Not a CG 3D movie. I mean, if you want to make it so it looks 3D, like with the glasses and everything, fine. Do that if if you must. But no, I mean, traditionally animated, but with the beautiful animation of, say, Lion King, of Aladdin, etc. Bentley agrees again. Okay, good. I'm glad. Uh, but like, keep the sound, keep the same soundtrack. I mean, you could just just remaster the voice mix and just just leave that. I that's fine with me. So anyway, moving. <laughs> that's that's not my charging maker or anything. Uh, <laughs> something something else I didn't like was I wish they handled the the finale, not the finale of the movie, but the finale of the archery tournament in a better way that didn't involve Robin seemingly defying the laws of physics. I just, I mean, I, I didn't like the, the whole sheriff uh, knocking his bow and he shoots up and then this arrow flies. But that's how good he shoots Robin another arrow is. that somehow knocks it and spins and it just falls. No, that's it how seemed, good he is. It seems so unbelievable. All right. I mean, I know this is an animated movie with talking animals, but that just was like just too <laughs> That killed the realism for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and that's, that'll actually be a lead-in into my Tragic Maker, so put a pin in that. But Travis, what's one more thing you didn't like? Um, well, I found myself not liking it at first, but then I kind of—I guess I got over it. Was some of the animals felt like a little bit too stereotypical, like the rabbit family, like oh, they've got a bunch of kids. Oh, <laughs> like some of it was like well, okay, that's so that's, a, that's a little that's heavy-handed. Not stereotypical. That's not being racist against rabbits. That's true. It was speciesism. Um, I think that's the word. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but then I, I kind of got over it, as especially as like. The characters developed more, mm-hmm. and they seemed to be tied. Or, you know, the characters were good fits for their animals. But, yeah. So then I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> it, was pre- it was a pretty mild, pretty mild dislike. It was more of like my meh. Fine, fine. Have meh dislikes. Way to call attention to it. And why does the drummer have to be Asian? Rabbit. Come on. <laughs> what? Now they're just copying the Aristocats. What? I'm so lost right now. But nonetheless, let's get to our <laughs> tragic makers things we had most about robin hood uh paul what's the th- i'm very curious to find out what you like the least about this movie all right this is a little thing but unfortunately it's a, a little slammer? thing that leads to a huge thing okay oh, okay the fact that the guards don't notice anything trigger and nutsy no, the oh. Rhino Guards. And oh. even maybe Trigger and Nutsy. Oh, is this where Lil John's uh the he, He's going under okay, for here's an extreme example. Yes. Little John is uh, dressed as a woman going underneath the the treasure, the treasure in between yeah. four rhinos, two which are looking in his direction. <laughs> and he is, you know, stealing treasure from the treasure box right in between these rhinos yes and nobody does anything until prince john yells at him Mm -hmm. okay it and i know this is like oh this is like a kid's movie because of course they wouldn't notice them because you know they're bad guys or whatever but unfortunately this little thing is a little bit bigger than that because when it makes you not take 
the conflict or the drama seriously in yeah. this movie. Yeah. It makes you put a, a, a something in your brain makes you kind of like, okay, I don't have to be that invested in it if they're not that invested in it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And because That's a good of point. And because of that, you yourself are not invested in the movie. You don't. It makes the the movie kind of slow and kind of um, drag a little bit, and it makes you a little more more disinterested or mm-hmm. less interested in yeah. the movie altogether. So I think if they played more to, I hate to use this term, but more realistic <laughs> <laughs> in an animal kids movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you just can't shoot arrows. And have the arrow go into the target. I totally, I'm totally on board with the ball. Unless he's L- Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> I cut uh, that out, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you should leave it in. Um, but I, unfortunately, it's a little thing that I think has a huge impact in a negative way on this movie. Hmm. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll throw a counter out there. Just, oh, you know, okay. to stir some contentious by all means all right um but don't you think that the the lackadaisical approach to the the threats in the beginning elevate the final scene that much more when it does actually look like robin isn't gonna make it like you're really way you're kind of like wait wait this this just got real yeah i mean before this this might not turn out well right i mean in a way it does because it kind of like like you said, it kind of elevates the drama real quick there. But even leading up to it, like the guards don't really notice them on the wall. There, There's like a 20-minute scene where he's like they're breaking in and the guards on the wall don't notice them until Prince John is flying out the window saying, get him. You yeah. know what I mean? It's... It, it, I, I think in, if I'm they spent a little more ball. time on the... Uh, making it a little more realistic in that mm-hmm. and making the bad guys have a little more believable conflict i think it would have been i would have helped the movie in a a bigger way hmm. i would have to agree speaking of lack of realism the thing i had most about this movie was how the arrows speed was so variable and inconsistent. Like in the beginning, <laughs> little John is able to run away from an arrow. Uh-huh. And by the end, you have arrows that are like going very fast, could very easily kill Robin. Well, they we pulled back further on their bows. That's why. They're getting better. You have to admit. They are getting better. <laughs> you can't see my dash dot dash expression, listener, but it's there. Believe me. No, it's just so... <laughs> no, it's true. If you pull, yeah. pull back farther on a bow, it'll I go I understand <laughs> this, realistic. but yes. you're still not going to outrun it while it's still... If it was going that slow, it'd be falling down to the ground. That's how fast that fat bear is. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he can ride a tent full of rhinos like no other. <laughs> I just, I, it bothered me how, I mean, pick, pick a speed, have the arrows. If I mean, like in a video game, bullets, enemy bullets go really slow and it's kind of odd, but okay. It's always that way. And, and those bullets can be voiced by Pat Buttram and a couple <laughs> other guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Uh, but I, I just hate that. It was like, it was just, Oh, whatever the sequence needs, that's how fast the arrows will be. No, just please. Keep, make a rule and stick to it within your world, please. Thank you very much. Uh, so, All that, right, so more that's, realistic for you, too. No, or just playing within the rules. The laws of, of physics. 
Yes, sure. Yes. All right. Travis, why don't you close that with So you're all for a Disney live action remake too, then? No, I don't think because that would obey the laws of physics. No, I don't think they would at all. But oh, uh, you got a point there. I did see Beauty and the Beast. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Travis, well, I can't, uh, Well, I do appreciate the whimsicalness that the varying arrow speeds added to the film. What I did <laughs> not appreciate at all was just the completely random sappy love scene with love goes on. Um, that I think it's oh, only behind 30. the waterfall, yeah, with the fireflies, and, with the fireflies. and, and that's no, great. It's very romantic. The, I, it kills the pace of the movie. It doesn't oh, even. Totally. It doesn't fit within the the world of the film, and it just feels like overtly like, oh, it's we need to do something romantic. So here's this super sappy song scene. You know what? Yes. I feel like they could have had a little bit more of. A touch point between Robin and Marion. Well, I guess they kind of did at the tournament. They did. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, then fine. They, they talked they had about it beforehand, learn. and then they met at the tournament. I, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then they got together at the soupy, Never mind. super I, sappy love I scene. spoke out of turn. That's fine. Not really. I do it all the time. Welcome to the club. <laughs> but I would agree with you, Travis. I think that could have been cut by half, if not more. Yeah. That scene, have them go through the waterfall and then that and then scene is they less than two minutes. It doesn't need to be that it long. It feels so long, though. It does. I like, was shocked. It was only two minutes. As a kid, <laughs> I remember not liking that as an adult. And even, even my wife, she, uh, she remembered when she was watching it uh, as a child that she didn't really care for that part very much either. But I think they could have approached it more subtly and it would have conveyed yeah. the same emotion without being such a slap in the face and i wonder well, if the if it was just instrumental and it was the music was a little different if it would have been more charming because yeah it, it the thing that immediately came to mind when i was watching this was this the scene is a night. what a beautiful no night. not at all not land the tramp actually um fellowship of the ring where you see oh, uh, the no aragorn and arwen uh, when they're at uh, Rivendell and they're oh. together for a little bit and you see them on the bridge. What if Peter Jackson just... directed the live-action <laughs> remake of the, the Robin? We're not movies. doing live-action remake, Paul. We've talked My about this already. just exploded. <laughs> Dude, I would totally want to see that. I probably would watch that, yes. But <laughs> regardless... That was what came to mind. I'm like, and I can't really remember how long that sequence is, but the way it's done was so much better and so much more. I felt way more invested in their love story than I did at all in Marion and Robin's love story mm. in this movie. So, well, as a counterpoint, just to uh, throw it up there, that scene is my wife's favorite scene. She thought it was oh. very romantic. Aww, so, for nice. all you romantic hopefuls out there, you may love it, or you could be like Danae, Travis's wife, and hate it. So go <laughs> see it and see for yourself. You decide. We haven't gotten to the final range yet. No, Paul. I'm just talking about that scene. Oh, okay. Well, I think you can. It might be on YouTube. Just oh, that scene. good point. I guess that you less could. than two minute. Good. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, unless you're watching this far, far, or watching. Unless you're listening to this far, far in the future and YouTube has ceased to exist. It used to be a place where you could go and watch lots of interesting videos. They don't care. Like (laughs) E-Bombs World. (laughs) E-Bombs World. Nice. Uh, And uh, what's the guy? Oh, checking the email. Strong Bad. Oh, Strong Bad. Yes. But speaking of final ratings, 
Let's get to um, now that we've entered all our firing trajectories into the targeting computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right. Should we airdrop some building supplies, i.e., do we consider Robin Hood a classic movie? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this building movie. building supplies? Like, oh, here's some walls and roofs. Go build yourself a house. We're build- it's yeah, raining we're hammers. building up the kingdom of Robin Hood if we rate a classic. Do so we- weird. Here's mortar and bricks. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Do we consider it a nostalgic? So we'd fire our nostalgic guns on it, which means... We think it's worth rewatching if you've seen it before, but not if you've never seen it before. If don't don't seek it out if you haven't seen it. Or are we locking on our tragic missiles onto this movie and saying that no one should watch this if you have seen it before, just and have good memories, leave those memories intact because a rewatch would sully them. Yes, I know it's a weird metaphor. I'm probably not going to continue. Is anyone it else confused? <laughs> it's still just tragic, nostalgic, and, and yes, classic, right? Yes, it is. Okay. I was just trying a thing. It's probably not going to make it to the next <laughs> episode. Okay, at least we tried. It oh, yeah. may work. Uh, how do we rate Robin Hood? Travis, why don't you start us off? Uh, for me, Robin Hood is solidly in the classic camp. Really? Okay. Classic. Wow. Four. Even Travis. with the the horrible love song in the middle. <laughs> it's only two minutes. <laughs> That's true. It's less than that. Yeah. And it's followed up by the phony King of England. So. Yeah. Just yeah kinda, we gloss a, over it. Which is a fun, definitely yeah. a fun song. Uh, okay. So classic for Travis. Paul, how about you? I have to throw in this little uh, addendum. No caveat. Warning. 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 My nostalgic love for this movie is crushing so hard oh, yeah. that it taints what I think an average person today would look at it as. Oh, uh, but. I this was my favorite Disney movie animated movie growing up. Really, um, it arguably yeah, still wow. is a little bit. Um, wow, Incredibles. If you count that as Disney, may beat it mm. uh, probably. But anyway, uh, but I I can't see. I it is more of a kids movie. And actually, I was talking about this with somebody earlier. The villains in this are so because it's not treated as harshly as as like real life they they're not as they don't come across as scary normally so i think Mm -hmm. it's a it's a one of those rare disney movies that's actually good for little that might be enjoyable for little kids Mm. um as opposed to like snow white or sleeping beauty that has these uh scary villains um in it uh i this seems to be more kid friendly but even as an adult I enjoy watching it, and I would recommend it to anybody. So I'm going to have to say classic. Classic for Paul. <clears throat> and you know, it's funny that you mentioned it'd be good for little kids because um, I, I actually had my uh, daughter and son both watch this with with me. Oh, wow. Uh, just timing worked out, that, it, it, and it seemed to be okay uh, mm-hmm. to watch. Um, Were they scared? No, they weren't scared. Uh, okay. Christy had... Afterwards, some things happened. 
There are misgivings about maybe having let them watch. We still have to talk through that uh, because I'm not so sure. But interesting. That sounds more juicy than our episode. (laughs) Uh, I did let them watch it. And if you've been a fan of the show for a while, you know that uh, one of my uh, requisites, prerequisites, whatever, for a, a classic movie is if I would show it to my kids. However, I would still have to say Robin Hood is a nostalgic movie. What? It was it was fun, but I was I think I remember it being a lot better, even though I, I predicted nostalgic. I was hoping for a classic, but it's still like eh, th- I mean this is this has fun parts to it, but I wouldn't See, just drama like drama needs to be more real. Okay. <laughs> It does, yes. I think that would have made it more. I would have been invested more into it yeah. if uh, if it was. But yeah, See, it's just it's just totally ruins the movie. <laughs> and that arrow speed, come on, yeah. Um, but you know what? If Peter Jackson did direct a, a remake, I think that would be a classic. Okay, all right, come on. Uh, that's still exciting. Just me. like King Kong. Oh yes. Extended edition, twelve hours. Let me finish saying <laughs> that uh, I I feel like I may have nodded off a little bit or wanted to. It was is a little hard for me to push through certain parts. Yeah, I was like just like, like love like, goes on. Okay, come on, let's just go. Yeah. Get to the next. Oh, thing. now this is interesting. Okay, now I'm bored again. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. It's yeah. it's definitely worth rewatching if you have fond memories of it. I I would say definitely own it to have in your collection if you, if you are a fan of it from a kid. But someone new, I I, I personally ra- much rather watch the Kevin Costner version of Robin Hood or really? Robin Hood Men in Tights over really? this version you, of Robin Hood. You realize Hood. Kevin Costner doesn't have a British accent in right. that movie set in Britain. Right? And you realize right. that lots of people in this have Western cowboy accents. Travis. Yeah, but there are other, like Robin Hood <laughs> and Maid Marian are British actors. I think they're the only one. Oh, no. Hiss, I think, has a British accent also. And maybe Prince I John. Think Prince, <laughs> and maybe Prince John. Is Peter Ustalov English? Uh, I'm not uh, sure. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> maybe. Regardless. Regardless, though, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Robin Hood, the Disney animated version, a disputed classic movie. We would recommend you go out and see this again or see it for the first time. Now, with that, uh, Alice, will you please bring up our feedback and announcement, Com Satellites? Peter Ustakov is English. Comsats online. All right. Receiving incoming transmission. All righty. So... So we got some feedback on through our contact page, which if you go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact, there's a form there if you fill it out. We do get those emails. Uh, so here is something. Here's one we got from Thomas Meehan. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, Thomas. He, he wrote this. Hello, I'm a listener of the podcast, and I have some suggestions. And oh. by suggestions, he actually just listed a bunch of movies he would like us to cover. So oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna read through these, and this will be. And good. I'll give a yay or nay live feedback sure, right now. Sure, you could do. We that, can Paul. destroy your hopes, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be a refresher for or 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 not a refresher, just knowledge for anyone new listening as to the movies we will and will not cover. Okay. So first off, 
Do- ban a few right here. Doctor Go. Who, 1963 through 1989. Uh, TV, the whole series? 1996 and the movie, and 2005 through the present. There was a movie? Yes, there was in 1996, apparently. Um, how about now? <laughs> So typically we don't cover TV. We have done a few TV like one-offs, um, but and we wouldn't cover anything that's a newer than 15 years or older. So for us to start covering the 2005 series, if we were to cover TV, you would be waiting until 20, 2020. 2020 for that. Um, uh, Power Rangers, My Morphin, the whole franchise, or the My Morphin Power Rangers, the movie from 1995. That would be eligible. The movie would be eligible. I, I don't know if I... I recently saw the trailer mm. before watching the remake, mm-hmm. and it was way worse than I remembered. <laughs> and I was... Because I wanted to watch the movie right before watching the remake, and I just oh, sure. happened to see that... No, I saw not the trailer. I saw... um um what are those the uh episodes no the, i can't honest trailer honest trailer thank oh, you okay. and and i was like oh yeah oh yeah oh no <laughs> <laughs> make it stop <laughs> yeah and sometimes i agree with them sometimes i don't but this is one time i agree with them <laughs> okay uh, so I'm going to rapid fire the rest of these because there's okay. 15 of them. So oh, sorry. I'll, Paul, I think you, you can speak well enough for us. So okay. I'll just let you say. All Pokemon. Right. I've never seen it. Dragon Ball Z. The live action? No. It's, Which I one? I think this is the anime, the old anime series. Sure. Oh, the series? Or I thought it was the movie. Like Path to Power. Okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should still go off this. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> He's got to be more specific. In yeah, his that's a good point. If if you mean the anime series, anime series, I'd say no, just because. Right. Again, the whole series and the movie, I think, is too recent. The right. remake, uh, whitewashed one. Uh, oh, oh Harry, someone went racist. Harry there. Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I don't know the movie, the year date on that. That's is that that's uh, came out the two thousand one, so that would be eligible. Okay, then yes. Uh, Twilight two thousand eight. Do I have to? 2008? <laughs> no, you don't have to. No. That's not eligible. So. I'll let the... the oh, okay. Akira. <sighs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy about it, but yeah. Uh, Studio Ghibli. Which one? We don't really rate studios, uh, Tom's. No. Uh, but we're actually going to be covering uh, Spirited Away. That's our next episode, actually. All right. So check... So that yeah, and out. then Princess Mononoke is on the one of our lists, which we'll mention later. Yeah, uh, Disney Channel original movies or yes. just High School Musical from two thousand six. No. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, nineteen ninety one. Sure, Star Wars: The Prequel Trilogy. Yes. Okay. Uh, Batman: The Animated Series. Is Mask of the Phantasm, maybe Goldfinger. Yeah. Alien and Aliens. Sure. And he so those that was his list. Let me know what you think. And thanks. Sincerely, Thomas. All right, Thomas. Hope you got an earful of that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If it if it if you sub- take the current year, twenty seventeen, and subtract fifteen, if it came out uh, after that year, then it's ineligible. That's like your the first criteria. So yeah, you're not old enough to drive, or you're not. We're not old enough to what? cover it. I don't Never. Know. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, so, but thank you so much for writing in, Thomas. It is good to hear from you. Uh, and glad, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I don't know if he'll continue listening after this, but... <laughs> But if you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other, the best places to do it are uh, on our Facebook group page. Go retrorewindpodcast.com slash group. I'll take you to the Facebook group where you can join. Or you can leave us a comment on this. Actually, if you're viewing this on the website, on the down at the bottom, there's a comment section. Leave us a comment there. Uh, we have just about reached our last nav point and then of the episode. If you are new to the show, thank you for listening this far. I, Sometimes some of these episodes can go long, and I'm not sure how this one will end up panning out. But I you can thank me for the long. (laughs) But we still appreciate you for listening to this point. Uh, Hopefully, you are entertained, and if you were, consider subscribing to the show. It doesn't cost you anything except a couple minutes of your time. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or any podcatcher you like. Uh, If you have been loving this show for a while though please consider becoming one of our patrons it really helps us continue to do the show well and to do things like upgrade equipment pay for web hosting all that sort of all the nuts and bolts of doing a podcast it really helps with that aspect of doing the show uh and to all our current patrons thank you so much for supporting us with that we have now reached nav point omega paul would you have any intel on our next mission Sure. Next time we'll be going back to 2001, a space odd. No, to the year 2001 for Disney's Spirited Away. All right. That's almost like an abomination to call it Disney's just because they're distributing it. Yeah. The Studio Ghibli. We're, it's Ghibli. I pronounce it Ghibli because it's GH like ghost. But, but I think in the. I, I actually watched it in oh, preparation for the show. Please and I think correct us for, all. I think they pronounced it in the like behind the scenes as Ghibli. All right, giblets. Okay, for Ghibli's Spirited Away. All right, so if you want to share your memories about Spirited Way or the Ghibli Studio or anything else, you can contact us <laughs> at Retro Rewind Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. And by the way, if you have any suggestions we want to cover, Twitter is the best way to hit us up for that. And also check out our videos, and we have uh, game streams and pod trailers on YouTube.com slash Retro Rewind Podcast. But I know all of you are dying to connect with me, Paul J. Powers. <laughs> you can go to my website, pauljpowers.com, where I have all my social media links. Awesome. Thank you, Paul, for being an awesome friend, awesome co-host, awesome merry man. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Uh and so glad getting to do the show with you. Oh, oh, you know what? I oh, changed what? my answer from Anne Hathaway to oh. Kate Winslet because she has more of a British accent. Oh, I know Anne Hathaway right. could probably do a good British one, but uh, Kate might bring it a little better. What about Judy Dent? She has a heck of a British accent. <laughs> yeah, an older one. <laughs> oh, she could do Lady Cluck. There you go. Uh, maybe. She sounds too mean to be Lady Cluck. She has more of a stern voice. You know what I mean? You don't like that 007? Fine. Um, yeah. I know she's an actress and she's supposed to portray any kind of emotion, but that's just how she comes across to Fair me. Fair enough. Uh, so thank you, Paul. Also Actually, I would, say- I would, I would, I would <laughs> uh, cast Professor McGonagall as Lady Clark. Oh, uh, there, yeah. What's Though she sounds it? old, too. 
Yeah, but she's good as uh, the the clock is supposed to be older the than yeah. <laughs> um, the lady in waiting. Isn't her name yeah. Margaret something? Ma- Maggie Martin. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Yeah, there, there you go. go. Uh, so thank you, Paul. Yes. Any more interruptions? <laughs> hey, that's what also, I do. That's what I'm here also, for. Also, I want to thank uh, our ship's engineer, Travis Berg. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. Thanks and for having me. Up putting up with, well, you guys put up with me, so. No, I think you no, put no, up no. with us. So thank you so anyway. much. It is uh, as always a pleasure having you back on the, back aboard the ship. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you online, Travis? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, I guess if you need to get a hold of me, if you really have to, you can send me a Facebook message. I used to say MySpace, but I guess that's not a thing anymore. Well, it is. It is if you're a musician. Tom, yeah. said, hey. Tom said I couldn't be on MySpace. <laughs> oh, wow. You got kicked off? Yeah. He was my number one friend, too. And then just like, oh, got the axe. It too, Tom? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough. Sorry. Sorry for your loss there, Travis. Me too. Uh, very cool. Uh, let's see. For your loss. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I meant. Uh, but you can find uh, me, Francisco, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at FXRUIZX. Um, tween a lot these days. My pixel art illustration that I'm doing, really getting into that. And you can find my... Uh, but I'd also like to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. You can check out my portfolio at fxrdesign.com. So thank you so much for listening. We pray that whatever you're doing right now, whether you're commuting to work or doing a workout or doing dishes, whatever you're doing, uh, that you are in a more joyful mood than you were before listening. Uh, we hope, Hopefully you brought a smile to your face. And don't forget that you can find us on the Retro Junkies network at theretrojunkies.com and you can catch us on the Christian Geek Central network at christiangeekcentral.com. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. What? The podcast is over. Mommy!